views expressed in this program are those of the participants. I'm Danielle Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Danielle Metz Show. If you need an abortion, get one! Yay. Or so claims Michelle Wolf on her new show, The Break, on Netflix. Um, this was brought to my attention by Matt Christensen on his podcast dated July 11th, 2018, called Michelle's Wolf Salute to Abortion. Um, I really don't know what to say to that video. I did watch part of it. Um, I went on Netflix and got the actual episode. It is the most disgusting thing I've seen in a really long time. Besides the fact that she's actually difficult to watch and to listen to. Yes, the kazoo-like voice, I believe, is how Matt described it. (laughs) Yes, uh, no, she is difficult, but I I watched it as well, and I found it absolutely horrifying that somebody could salute, applaud, and actually have a bit of a parade in the brass band. Yes, a marching band band and throwing confetti into the air. Yes. Now, okay, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here. Is she celebrating the right that every woman has to be able to have an abortion? Or is she actually celebrating the fact that having an abortion should be something that we look forward to and that we should, or at least women, (laughs) do it now and then just for the hell of it, you know, just to celebrate the fact that you can actually have an abortion? And I think it's the latter. I I agree. I think it's the latter. This was despicable. I mean, it goes back to the first movement, which is shout your abortion. So be proud of it. And, you know, everyone should have one. Like, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, she's one of those people on the left, the comedians. And she said, I'm, I regret the fact that I could never have an abortion or I haven't had one, which is just, to me, a celebration of death. It's nihilism. I always say that the left, the sinister side of humanity, is a death cult. And I think that this particular person in this video personifies that and actually makes it concrete. Here we have these people who are celebrating not their right to choose, but they're celebrating death. And they want to make it as convenient and po- as possible. As she said, it should be as convenient as the, the Rogers on demand button in the middle of your remote control. Yes. And Or you pull up to McDonald's and it's right there on the value menu next to the fries and a burger. You can have an abortion. It's that easy. And it's like, no, there's no stop to think that the decision to have an abortion is a very serious one. And women who have had them suffer from sadness, depression, and it does affect them emotionally. Like Jordan Peterson said, it's not something that you'd recommend somebody you love to have. So the fact that they're making it so trivial and they're degrading the, the potential life of the child to making it just like it's a joke, to do that is that sense of hatred of life and taking joy in its destruction is just disgusting. It's interesting. Bob and I had a, a, a show on this on Just Right where we talked about abortion. When these people on the left are saying, we're pro-choice, and therefore you must make the choice to abort, they are an abomination themselves mm. to misconstrue what it means to have a right to choose. And we could argue, of course, how long that right to choose lasts. I mean, there's a difference between an embryo and a fetus. Yes. And there's differences of viability. And once the child gets to the point where it can survive outside the mother, I believe we both agree on the fact that the mother has had the chance to choose. That's interesting. When we were preparing for this particular episode, we did talk about where we stand on this issue. And while I say I am uh, pro-life, meaning pro the life of the mother. Yes. 
which has been construed as being pro-choice, which I'll take. Um, I would not say that is pro-abortion. I would say it's pro-life. Mm. I do, and I'm, I think I'm in good company here, and uh, my, the company I'm speaking about is Ayn Rand. I think I'm in com- good company when I say that although you have a mother who has definite rights, the f- embryo and the fetus do not have rights, I am quite willing to say, as Rand apparently was, that after you've had the chance to abort the embryo, when it becomes a fully formed fetus and viable... And can feel pain. uh, Well, we can get into that uh, maybe at another time. (laughs) (laughs) Or may even be conscious. She talked about that as well. When you've had the chance to exercise your choice, after that, then there should be some status given to the fetus, the viable fetus, if it's taken out of the body without ext- without you know extreme measures that yes. kind of a thing because i think basically we're going to get to the day where you can have an embryo in a petri dish and it be- can be able to uh, have put it in an artificial womb and, and make it survive but when you have a viable fully formed fetus in the mother's belly <laughs> that's the medical term yes <laughs> um, then i think that status could be given to that fetus overriding the mother's uh, not, no, that's the wrong word, overriding, because she's made her choices already. Yes. She's decided to bring it to term, and therefore you should face the consequences of your decision, much like exactly. if, you, if you decided to have a family and you have children, then, okay, you just can't walk away from that without legal con- consequences. Exactly. So there's status that we give to lesser creatures in the world, animals, for example. You just can't take your family dog. Well, you can kill it. You can euthanize it, and that means good death. You can give it a a painless death, you cannot go out on the front lawn and set it on fire for your pleasure. What a gruesome image. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry, that is a gruesome image, but abortion is a gruesome image as well. So this is a very complex issue, and I think a recent video by Matt Christensen did some justice to us when he he looked at some of the different aspects of abortion and, and basically said that, I don't know. Yeah. When it comes down to it, the decision is between the mother and her doctor. And particularly within the first three months is what uh, Rand was always talking about too when she talked about abortion being a right. It, yes. was, it was within that first three, win- that's a window you have. And if you, ha- if you decide not to go through with the pregnancy at that time, do it then. Absolutely. And then I mean, after that, sorry, you're, you're kind of on the hook for what you chose to do. That's right. There's your exercise of choice right there yes. after uh, so many months of having the choice to be able to abort or not, there comes a point in time, and it's not birth. There comes in time, a point in time before birth when you say, like, look, okay, you had your choice. Yep. <laughs> you and chose to, to carry it to term. Now, mind you, if for some reason it comes down to the fetus or the mother... Then the mother re- comes first. For health reasons, then yes, obviously the mother comes first because there's no question about her rights. Yes, and she's earned them. Well, one thing I found is I, they're trying to normalize abortion by making it heroic. Like it's oh. a heroic thing you did. And I think the reason why they're doing it is because by making it such a heroic action and how can you not want to fund it with by the government? And that's probably where the heart of the argument is. Denialism and stuff like that, that is part of the psychosis. But the actual political end is to keep it free, quote unquote free, as in government funded. And it's hard 
harder to convince people to pay for something that is more morally ambiguous to a lot of people. They don't know how they feel about it. They know there's a baby or a potential baby involved. So it's hard to convince them. But if you go, hey, it's a great thing. It's freedom. It's, you know, power of choice and everything. And look at how strong it makes women. Then people go, oh, yeah, well, we should pay for that. And I think that's what it comes down to, really, the political means or political ends that they're trying to achieve. Well, that's the goal of the left anyway, is always power, control, money, and um, death. And so <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised when I see this this comedian. So-called? <laughs> this comedian. By the way, I, I, I found nothing that she said funny in no. this particular skit. Nothing. And what was the point of it? Because it, as Matt Christensen pointed out, he goes, uh, it wasn't funny. And it was supposed to be pro-abortion, but I found myself more being pushed towards the other side by it. So it achieved nothing that it was set out to do. I think the achievement here was that she she sees that there's an element of society that she wants to be on, and um, and she did something to to ensure her position on that side, much like when Robert De Niro came out during that award the Tony show. Awards, yeah. Tony Awards, and I have two words for you, and they were F Trump. And he got a standing ovation because he knew he was within a crowd of people that he wanted to belong to. They wanted to belong to him. I can bet you, and I know for sure, that there was a number of people in that audience who absolutely hated him for what he said. But they stood up and applauded anyway. Because social approval. It's peer pressure. It's social approval. And then that's all that this person was trying to get, I think. Um, and I have to give her that benefit of the doubt that she's a child looking for peer approval rather than an absolutely horrible individual who's celebrating death. Uh, I don't know. She might have brainwashed herself enough that she actually believes what she's spouting. Now, we'll probably be revisiting this issue in the future, but for now, (laughs) take care, behave yourself, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit www.justratemedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, It's just right.